Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement, and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm so happy that you have joined me. One of the great things I've discovered in my years of doing safety and human resources is that I have found safety is still that first road into really gaining insight to a workplace, to understanding the team, understanding how we lead. Because if we're not focusing on safety, if we're not focusing on the bare human minimum needs beyond just providing a job, have we really humanized? Are we really using our workplace and are we even talking culture? Are we just talking mechanics of how it works? And that's something that workplaces have dealt with for decades and decades. And the reason I'm kind of starting off in this interesting way, first of all, thank you for joining me. Very, very happy that you're with me. But I travel a lot for my my work. And part of that. I finally get to catch up on a lot of reading that I skip out on when I'm not traveling. So when I'm on the road, or especially when I'm sitting, I'll do some reading and I'll catch up on my journals. I'll catch up on the things that I enjoy reading, but normally don't make time for as I should. And so I really have been trying to catch up. And one of the articles and one of the journals that I'm catching up on is my subscription to the American Safety uh, Journal of the American Society of Safety Professionals or Professional Safety Journal. That's the one that uh, I love reading and normally don't make enough time to really catch up until I sit down and read three or four issues at a time. In this one here, I was really excited to see that something they've started doing is publishing old articles from like decades ago and seeing how timeless they can be when you reread them. And one just struck me as I was awestruck by it, basically because of just where I have come as a safety professional, where I've come as just a human in the workplace compared to where I was when this was written. And I think it's just a, an interesting one. But this one here is from the March 2022 uh, journal that they published. And it is from 1995. So in the last pages there, it's by Larry L. Hansen, and it's called Rebraining Corporate Health and Safety. It's time to think again. And again, this was written in 1995. They're doing kind of like a throwback in professional safety. And this was from the March 2022 uh, entry. 
And what I loved about this article, so I'll go back to, let's roll back to 1995, and I'm going to date myself a little. I'm in high school, and I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with my life in 1995. I am doing a lot of things in high school trying to solve it. I was in the media department, so I was doing public speaking. I was uh, doing some things in that area. I didn't have my driver's license yet, so I hadn't started my radio career, but I'd started my interest in speech and debate. I was very heavy into band and actually at that time was probably considering becoming a band director. And I was playing percussion and I was honestly thinking around this time about learning other instruments so I could become a band director. Life changed. Other people had influences on me and I went a different direction. But also during this time, I was writing a paper for an English class. And the only reason I remember it is because it took a lot of research and you were supposed to like find a career that you wanted. And one of the careers I explored because I had already kind of I didn't want to be that band geek that kept just talking about it over and over again to a class full of people who didn't really care in my English class. And it was also kind of like a a very personal thing to me that I was thinking about doing that. So I did a research article on psychology instead. And it was more, at that time, the only thing I knew about was clinical psychology. I didn't know about things like industrial and organizational. I had no clue there was a safety program out there in the world. And so when I look back and I see that this was written at a time where I wasn't even involved in safety. And now I've been through high school, through college, and in the world of safety for a very long time. And this article is still so timeless. And it absolutely just spoke to me. And I'm really happy that I don't know what made them decide to republish it. If anyone from professional safety actually is listening, thanks. Uh, But this is awesome. Keep doing that. Keep looking at some of these old articles and keep publishing them. I think this is a This is amazing and phenomenal, and I can't say enough good things. But again, Larry Hansen, 1995, from October of 1995. And I'm just going to go through a few things here, and I want to give full credit to this author. These ideas are not my own, but surprisingly, they've become mine. And we were talking about it then, and here we are today. And the way it's written is kind of a myth versus reality statement. And the first one he talks about is that if you're looking at a safety system, it's in the organization. And he says, prevailing wisdom. If a company has escalating workers' compensation costs, it needs a safety program. And what he says is the uncommon logic, or basically what he's saying is that that's a false statement. Ultimately, you do need a safety program, but you need more than that. It's not just a safety problem. It's a fully functional organizational problem. And this is such a great idea. And I'm sure at the time it was revolutionary. And I think what is frustrating to me today is that it's still revolutionary. That the the rise in costs, the idea that safety can be expensive, that we need a safety program now that things are not good or that things are happening around us or that the law requires us to write these programs. Now we have to doesn't doesn't mean that you need a safety program. It means you need a cultural, organizational, 
overhaul, you need to rethink how you're looking at your people. Because if your people are getting hurt and they're generating workers' compensation costs, if they're generating that type of injuries, those types of losses, it's not just a safety problem. It's a human suffering problem. It's something much deeper, something so much more, something at the root of your organization. And that's not something that is it's still so common and it has been and when you look back at the industrial revolution you look back at the agricultural revolutions there were those that did care about people and there were those who didn't and it was just a profit and it was just a number and you would think that as we've progressed in the 21st century as that we've progressed as people as organizations as we have studied it and we've peer reviewed it and we've reviewed it and reviewed it and reviewed it again that it would finally take root. And it is. There are some places that are getting it. There are places and organizations that see it and are being the embodiment of culture and emotional intelligence. And yet there are so many cases every day of where we're nowhere close to it. And I found that interesting. And so I want to continue to talk about this article. I'll kind of set the preamble of like just how different things were in 95 and we come back now to 2022 and we're still talking about some very similar issues. So I find that something that we need to continue to talk about. We're going to do that as we come back for the second half of the leading and learning through safety. You've got a friend in the safety business who wants to help your team work safer. The Safety Dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, The Safety Dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right, The Safety Dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, The Safety Dude. So who is The Safety Dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amalgamated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety. www.tsdamalgamated.com Welcome back to the second half of our Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Again, I'm Mark, and I am so happy that you have chosen to join me again for another podcast. So I'm talking about in this March 2022 edition of Professional uh, Safety from the American Society of Safety Professionals, the March 2022 republished an article from 1995 by Larry Hansen called It's Time to Think Again, and it's rebranding corporate health and safety. And I set the stage by talking about where I was in 1995, and I was still a few years from graduating high school, unsure of where my career would take me, unsure of where I was going to be in the future. And now here I am as an adult with a seasoned professional in the safety world, do I know everything? No. Have I been around a while? Yeah. And I'm always trying to keep learning. And yet here is an article written in 95 that is as pertinent today as it probably was in 95. And to me, it's still just as revolutionary because our workplaces are still built on people and our people 
are more than just a resource, or they should be. They should be treated as more than a resource. They are human beings. And a big part of my push, and I didn't realize this was going to be my my direction in safety. When I was first in safety, I was truly your, your typical safety cop. And just wild. I was on fire for it at that time. And then I, I looked back and said that the real sustaining change is how we work with people. And that led me down the road to research and learn and continue to develop that. And so I read this article and it just absolutely is amazing. So the first one was about, it's not just about building a safety program. If you're having real big losses, if you're having big injuries, it's organizational. It's not just, hey, let's hire a safety person to fix it. It's let's look at our entire leadership structure and the way that we lead and organize and develop and let's restructure that if we want to make real lasting change for our people. Number two in this great article, build positive employee relations. So it talks about that. Does workers comp drive costs? Yeah. But again, there's a deeper root cause than just, hey, we have losses and let's go fix that. We have a stru- we need a structure in place to where we're understanding and we're listening to our team and their concerns. And this is something I've dealt with off and on for a number of years and in various situations where a lot of companies are very a little scared, a little reserved to open up that door and say, tell us what's on your mind, because they're always afraid of those really rare ones, really weird ones, really out in left field style questions. But when you're not willing to address those because you're going to get the ones that you're not going to make happy or the ones that you can't do, but you're also going to miss out if you're limiting it on the ones that are going to bring you value. And I found that art of listening and I'm gosh, I'm one of the ones that when I hear someone talking, I'm thinking of a solution. I'm a fixer and I've had to train and I've had to really really work and I'm still really, really working at being able to sit back and listen and try to really understand not only what they're telling me factually, but what is their emotion telling me? What is their background telling me? What is their history telling me? There's more to the story than just the text. And here we're looking at that idea that we have to have that relationship. We have to have that ability to talk to our team, to be able to understand what they're going through. And that's part of a safety program. And that's what I love because we're talking here about general people management, but what we're also driving at is the leadership that comes from safety. That if we first care, it begins with safety because if I care about someone's mental well-being, spiritual well-being, emotional well-being, none of that matters if their physical well-being is falling apart or if they're in a very dangerous situation. And so we first address it and we first open the door to that conversation through a robust safety program. And the safety program is not the end-all be-all. The safety program is that gateway, is that first doorway that we've opened the door to the outside world. And we have said, we're ready to step through the door. 
We're ready to learn about our culture. We're ready to learn what our team is going to tell us. Good, bad, indifferent, weird, strange things that there's no way we could ever do, no matter how much money, time, or effort we had. We need to hear it and we can address it and move on from it. And it's building that relationship because if they're not talking to us, if our team is not communicating what is happening, we are going to miss what is really going on. And if we turn it off completely, and if we shut the door and say, we don't even knock, knock who's there, nobody's home, then we are truly, the safety program itself is not going to salvage that. The next one it talks about is that one of them, it was management commitment is the key to overall safety. And he challenges that. And he says, no, it's actually management action, the art of execution. And that's a great business book, The Art of Execution, um, that talks about how do we take these great ideas? How do we take these commitments that we are saying that we are willing to take on, that we're willing to go out and do it? And how we do we turn it into real, true action? How do we make it happen? How do we actually take what we're hearing and turn it into a functional method and make action happen. Number five, management creates bad attitudes. And it says poor employee attitudes calls the workers comp problem and says that's the prevailing wisdom of 95. And actually what it's actually the poor management practices. It's so interesting that in 1995 that he is addressing the idea that it's everybody else's fault. It's, it's not the company's fault. It's these people who are out here getting hurt like they want to get hurt, like they're excited to come to work and injure themselves and create personal harm. When the truth is, it's a management system. It's a management culture. It's a leadership process that drives that behavior. And even today, we still see that where the idea that behaviors create accidents 95 to 99% of the time, it's kind of polluted the water. It's made it really muddy because there's a condition and a behavior. And we want people to be aware of the behaviors, but we've also got to fix the conditions. And if people are aware of the behaviors and aware of the conditions, here we go. They can talk to us. We can open the door of communication and we can work on fixing it. Anyway, found this great. I didn't even get through the entire article here talking about it because so excited about the pieces that I did read. But I think this is fantastic what professional safety is doing. And I love these throwback articles because it really shows that we are still working on some of the basic fundamentals of culture and people and how we engage our management and our team and our culture together to create that total safety system. And it's more than a safety system. It's a total organizational culture. It's a people system. And until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. 
Join the conversation on the web at www.thesafetydude.org. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.